Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big show on the radio. They have a... I've had a friend uh, for quite some time. John McConnell is his name. He is a uh, personal manager and... uh, he was uh, for a long time was in the radio business. He was in the news business. A big ran a shot, great, yeah. He ran a great uh, news station out in California and San Francisco, and later on he was the national news director for uh, and VP and all that kind of stuff. ABC for Radio. ABC Radio. Mm-hmm. He's with us this morning. He uh, is lucky to be with us this morning. Good morning, John. I am thrilled and lucky to be with you this morning. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Patty. Hey there. You're like a cat. You've been through some other stuff before, and you just keep having extra lives. It's amazing. John is uh, very active in the uh, Christopher Reeve Foundation because he, uh, for a short period of time, was actually paralyzed. He was in a bicycle accident, and he flew over the top of a bicycle and managed to dodge that and uh, got through it after what your rehab time was, what, about a year? Yeah, about a year. Wow. And then, uh, and then, and then you'd heard about uh, you'd heard about obviously what was going on uh, with uh, with the virus and all this. And you, uh, John, lived in Manhattan and Long Island, and moved recently to Vero Beach with his uh, with his Florida. lovely wife Marie. Their their kids are out of uh, out of the house now, two sons. And so you got to Vero Beach and you go back and forth, but you basically can do your job from your house. Yes, and it, and it's been great. It's been wonderful. It's uh, fortunate to be able to do the kind of work that I do, to do it from uh, from a remote location. But I do do a lot of travel with it, or I, I will now say I have done a lot of travel with you it. You used to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think going forward, a lot of behavior is going to change. Certainly mine, and you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to make those kinds of trips. And probably Scott, where this started is that. Uh, you know, I made a decision. I had been trying to get some meetings in New York, and there were some people I wanted to see. And I made the decision to go to New York on March 11th, when we were we were just in that uh, uh, sort of turning point where things were happening. And two days later, the airports were empty, but still, right then and that day, uh, there was a lot of movement back and forth. And I went up on uh, March 11th. I came back early the 12th. And it was the uh, the uh, uh, following week that I started to feel sick. I know so many people 
it's very bizarre. There was that window between around yeah. March 8th to March 12th where people who were in big groups that didn't even stop to think about it because it didn't seem, uh, and it, it's weird that it was only a month ago. It seems like a lifetime ago, and nobody seemed to really be aware of the threat that was that was out there then. I'm sure you didn't. You didn't think it was a business trip. You went up, you had to go some, to some big events, and then you went back home, and, and here we are a month later, and you've been through hell. What were the what were the very first uh, the clues that something was wrong? What were the uh, what was going on in your body? Sure. Well, when when I when I came back, uh, it was probably uh, back several days, and it was on the sixteenth of March. I started to feel a fatigue, a tiredness, nothing like which I've ever felt before, and I was I was sleeping eighteen hours a day. And it was it was like that for two days, and my wife urged me to go to the doctor, and I did. And so the first doctor's appointment was on Wednesday the 18th, and he thought I might have diabetes. I had all the symptoms. I'm 65. He thought that might be, in, you know, where where I was. I went back the following Monday, Scott and Patty, and uh, he said to me, you know, I can't find a thing wrong with you. Oh, and I and I kind of dropped, and I'm like, oh, Doc, I don't want anything to be wrong with me, but but there's something going on here, right. and and I just I can't feel this way with with nothing going on. And he said, Is anything different? And I said, Well, Marie, my wife says that over the weekend at night I was wheezing, and he goes, oh, really? oh. Well, all right, well, so he gave me a chest X-ray, and he came right back, and he goes, John, you got pneumonia, you got double pneumonia. Oh. You got it. In, you got it in this lung all the way up here. Show me the X-ray and, and over there. And he said, if anything changes, if in the next day you have any chest pain or fever or anything, and I had none of that. All mm-hmm. I had was I was tired. He said, you go get tested. So Tuesday morning, I woke up about four o'clock with sweats. Mm-hmm. That was the first time, and and I, I called the hospital when it opened. They said, yeah, you can come in and do the drive-by. On Wednesday morning, I was just a little bit worse, and I said to Marie, I said, I, I need to go to the emergency room. So I went into the hospital on March 25th, and and it was the, you know, I, I don't know how to describe the, the 48 hours, but here is exactly what happened. I get in the hospital noon on that Wednesday, and I start to turn for the worse almost immediately. Wow, that quick. And that, that night, the doctor came in. He said, look, we've done all your tests, your oxygen, your blood, this and that. And, and we're seeing some things that we don't like, but you're healthy, you're in great shape, you know, we'll monitor, we'll stay, we'll stay with you. That night, I called a friend, and I told him I was sick. And he said, John, I've been way ahead of this. So somebody's got very involved in, in, in what's going on. I, I, I can... I can get you information, possibly medication. And the next day, a doctor friend of his called my doctor. They compared notes with my uh, uh, with, with my stuff. So this is Thursday morning now, and 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 what was said to my doctor is based on what I see and the data I have. If you don't put John on the Plaquenil today, he's going to die. Oh my lord! We we have we have all of this information. We have all of this knowledge. And on Thursday afternoon, they put me on the Plaquenil. On Friday morning, on Friday morning, here's here's where it just is is unbelievable. On Friday morning, I woke up, 
they took more tests. I had 103.5 temperature. Here we go. My doctor came in and told me that they were going to prepare me for a ventilator. He mm. told me what to expect. And once again, he said, you're healthy, you're good. And I'm like, well, this isn't good because I knew at that point what the, what the, uh, what the death rate was for oh, yeah. people on ventilators. He called my wife. He told my wife what was going. She called me crying. We, we, we said what we had to say because we knew what was what was about to happen. I called my younger, my older son in L.A., and we were crying. I called my younger son in L.A., and he started making me laugh, so I never got to, I never got to say anything to him, but, but my body was shutting down. I had organ issues. I had all kinds of, kinds of stuff. But Scott and Patty, as God is my witness, I woke up about 12 o'clock Friday. This is, what, 20 hours after taking the first uh, hydrochloroquine. Mm -hmm. And I kind of looked around the room, and I hit the nurse's button. And she said, what's up, Mr. McConnell? I go, I don't know if I'm dreaming. I don't know what's going on, but I feel better. I'm ready to go home. Get me out of here. (laughs) That must have been the most incredible sense of relief. And, and and the doctor was still on the floor, so he came right in. He goes, what's up, John? I go, I, I feel better. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He, I go, could the chloroquine have been working this quickly? He goes, absolutely. And and that afternoon, there was no more conversation about ventilators or 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 this or that. I continued to get better. The next morning, my temperature was 99. We're talking to uh, John McConnell, who had a brush with death, and because of, of you know Corona and the virus, and and lived to talk about it. And I asked you the other day, did you really think that you were going to be gone? And you said yes. I I had my peace with my wife and my kids. I actually thought I was going to die the next day. John, I got a question for you about how they, from the very get-go, um, going to the emergency room, being in the hospital, how is it different from when you're normally in the hospital? Are they all in hazmat suits when they're treating you, or how are they protecting themselves and protecting you and people around you? Oh, they were, they were, they were in complete lockdown in terms of uh, what they did with me. They isolated me. They put me in a in a, uh, a room that uh, uh, I was by myself. Uh, whenever they would come in, one of the one of the procedures that they had to follow, and it was very, it was so, it's so hard for these folks because every time you go in and out of a room, you go to one patient to another, you have to strip all of your PPE, oh, wow. your mask, That's your gloves. I forgot every, about that. Every everything has to come off. They're wearing all this stuff, and it's super hot. Right. They're sweat. They're sweating in the mask. They're trying to read the medicines. They're oh, trying God. to be, you know, read the monitors, and it and it's frustrating. And, and you and you see, you see what they're going through. I mean, it sure. is. I, I just and I don't know what yet about when it's all said and done, but but they are they are the heroes in this. They are the they, heroes. They go to they go to work every day. They do what they do. Yeah. And in such difficult conditions, but yeah, it, it it's really hard for them. Yeah, it's amazing because you were uh, you you're in pretty good shape. I didn't mention this, but John is a uh, athletic a, guy, a level A tennis player, 
and uh, in great shape. You still ride a lot and run a lot, and uh, you, you know it's not one of those situations where his health was challenged at this time. And your wife never got it. Uh, we we are pretty sure. Well, actually, it's not a hundred percent because on the eighteenth, uh, a couple of days before I went into the hospital on the fifteenth, a couple of days before I went to the doctor for the first time, she complained of a of a, uh, a sinus infection. She went in. Um, she had some symptoms, and actually, the county follows her, which is which is you know a great resource here. They they follow the spouse and family. And, Make sure everything's all right. She may have had it. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, a lot of people have had it, and they haven't been particularly symptomatic. But like, it, it's hard to miss. I mean, we you know we sleep together, we're together all the time, we hug, we kiss, we you know it's 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 hard to be so close with somebody and not get it. But uh, it's, it is amazing but, uh, how many people live together people. and. And yeah. don't, I mean, I have a, we have a, a very dear friend, a neighbor who just passed from this yesterday, and yet his wife never got it. Um, I know so many other people. I have a nephew that has, is living at home. He's a college kid. He has it. His parents didn't get it. It's a very odd thing. Well, yeah, they say a lot of times it's your DNA, you too. Do. They're trying to examine that area, right, John? Or you just are sim- asymptomatic. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I spoke. I spoke to a family this morning that uh, the 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 dad, the mom, the kids, the boyfriend, the girlfriends, uh, parents, and, and and thank God everybody's okay. Yeah. His name is John McConnell. He uh, he looked death in the eye and ran away. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you, John, for telling your story. Uh, from Vero Beach, Florida, John McConnell. Thanks for checking yeah. in this morning. You have a great day. Love you both. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it, you. man. Thank you. Nice job. Just a wonderful guy. And uh, this leads It's to- an amazing thing to imagine, you know, because that's what I kept thinking is he went to the emergency room, then they put him in the hospital, and then you think of the people surrounding him and how they have to work. Yeah. It, well, he's and- a high-energy guy, too. He's always on the run and, yeah. and very, always up. Very positive guy, and all of a sudden, you know, you look at the times, the time element on that. The time uh, that he was in there, he went to that uh, get together on March the 11th, right? And by the 16th, not yeah, through the 18th. Death's door. Yeah, right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.